0: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we will be going past that as we have a lot of college football playoff conversation coming up inside of the Cafe Kubal studios. And of course, our first guest in Popcorn.com's What's Poppin' is Gary Stokin, the president and CEO of Peach Bowl, Inc., overseeing the festivities of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the Chick-fil-A kickoff games, and so much more. So we'll talk with him in just a second here and let you know that Jason Lucas and Brendan Murphy of the sports world will join us for a college football playoff roundtable video Q&A discussion where we'll all be talking with one another about everything going on, and I'm sure there will be a lot of laughs, a lot of deep information, pertinent information, and the grand conversation of who should be and who shouldn't be, potentially, and our thoughts as we move forward, and of course, the ingredients to success, proudly brought to you by Avacoli. So, with that being said, let's bring in Mr. Stoken for the day. Gary, how are we doing today?
1: I'm great, Dan. Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners.
0: And Merry Christmas to you, too, Gary, and I appreciate it. Uh, so much to hear that uh, the first thing here off the air when uh, when I when I picked up the phone and called you the response I got was Merry Christmas Dan and I can't tell you I know that that's a it's a little thing you know coming coming from you coming from anybody but it's a big thing to hear that and so uh, I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate and respect your faith and respect uh, your your positivity hearing Merry Christmas from a friend is a very nice thing to hear this morning.
1: Well, you're welcome, and uh, and it was truly meant. And uh, as we look forward, this is the most important part of the season. The bowl season follows uh, closely, but uh, Jesus's birth is uh, what keeps us going and uh, keeps us positive and keeps us feeling that uh, there's a better place than here. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's been a very interesting place this year. This uh, this wonderful world has has been a very interesting. Uh, Gary, how have you navigated through uh, coronavirus, the pandemic, and how, you know, we essentially in America, uh, right around the conference tournament time for men's basketball, and women's basketball, right around that time, everything changed back in March. And here we are in December, and we have sports, and we have things going on, and basketball is back and whatnot, and at the same time, things things still don't feel quite the same. There's people whose lives have been lost in all of this. There's people who've gotten sick. There is obviously, uh, you know, not really being able to travel as much as we want to, or potentially travel overseas and be able to see people that we want to see. It's it's made for a very unique year that I don't even know if you could put a proper uh, word on it. I don't think "crazy" gives it enough. But uh, how how did you navigate? this year so far how have you navigated it and uh, what can you say about maybe what you've learned this year well
1: it's been a humbling challenge this year to have the social injustice issue that we've dealt with uh the economic crisis and then the uh certainly the pandemic so uh, yeah. i'm not sure uh we we're prepared for any one of them let alone three of them at one time um i guess the most humbling part of that is uh Front Office Sports uh, issues a Employers of the Year award, and um, it's the methodology is basically they ask questions of everybody on the on the team and the company, and uh, based on their information that they provide and the results, they decide whether you're in the top five percent of everybody that applied in um, in being a great employer, and so. We were uh, we were named one of the best employers in sports, uh, along with about thirty other companies, uh, some pro teams, some sports marketing firms, etc. So uh, that let me know that our staff felt like we had handled all three of these. We we handled the social justice with some Zoom calls because we closed our office March sixteenth, um, and and worked our way through that and some of the responses we had were positive there uh, and how we dealt with that. Secondly is we didn't fire anybody. We didn't furlough anybody and we didn't take any PPP money. Um, So we, we got through that. And then thirdly is uh, the pandemic. Uh, We opened our office back up November 4th. Um, We now are working remotely just because we've had to come up with a best Next person up succession plan because we don't want to be together. Should someone have COVID nineteen and spread it? I uh, Never thought we'd have to do that. I've coached before and we always had you know our second team ready to go, our second uh, second player ready to go back and somebody up, but never in in business did we have to do that. So it's uh, it's been quite a challenge, a unique challenge. We like challenges. We've also had our disappointments of spending a huge amount of time with six teams preparing for three Chick-fil-A kickoff games that were going to be history setting in college football as no one's had three games in a week and uh, unfortunately we had to cancel all three of those games but positivity it, uh, it helped us prepare for the bowl game because we had a lot of protocols and um, uh, organization ready to go for the bowl game to get ready for
0: the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on January 1st at 12 o'clock on ESPN. Yeah, you know, and, and it's truly an amazing thing, Gary, that, you know, this year, and you talk about the positivity, I expect nothing less uh, from you, but you talk about finding positive this year, and, and you know, like you said, it, it's, it's amazing to me, and congrats to you, and kudos to you, uh, being one of the companies that didn't furlough anybody, didn't fire anybody, Uh, You know, I'm sure that's that that obviously takes its toll uh, somewhere in the sense of uh, somebody had to give something up and somebody had to do something. But speak with me a little bit deeper on that, on the fact that, you know, as the president and CEO of Peach Bowl Inc., that you made the decision to not let this pandemic and let what's going on in this world uh, take away from good people. It is so difficult. One of the companies I love the most that I'll, I'll leave unnamed cause I know the things are, are crazy around this world for everybody. One of the companies I love the most fired tens of thousands of people. And I know that uh, every company has handled things in a different way, but speak with me about the facts that you somehow found a way to not have to give bad news to people that were probably already dealing with not so great news.
1: Well, we've, we've done a good job financially. Um, which is uh, some of the concerns I have in college athletics now, that there are very few colleges that uh, run their business. And don't get me wrong, it's an educational format, but you have to look at it as a business with the amount of money coming in now. Um, and very few have reserves that are prepared for situations like this. I think there was less than 10 universities that had reserves. Um and that's concerning. Um, people are in this building phase of keeping up with the Joneses and trying to build things, and they look at debt and uh, just say, "Well, you know, we got to take on debt because we got to build this to keep up with the Joneses." I think there's other answers in college athletics, and um, I think uh, all all of us in college athletics need to look at those and accept those challenges to find a better way to. Uh, run the business, quote-unquote, of college athletics. So um, that's what we try to do, build up reserves by being successful in the past so that we were ready for a rainy day like this, um, as well as keeping our mission of being the most charitable bull organization in the United States. Um, so that's, that's how we look at it. I, You know, Thanksgiving, I gave everybody on my staff a book with about a four-page, uh, it was small pages, but four-page, uh, uh, not a manifesto, but basically how you got to look at life is the glass is overflowing, because if you look at it as glass is half full, when something like this happens, it just drains the glass, and then you're empty, and you've got to remain positive, you got to be, uh, look at the bright side of things, find something positive in everything you do, and I know as long as my feet hit the ground in the morning, I got a chance. And if you have a positive attitude, positive things can happen. If you carry a negative attitude, I guarantee you, there's something negative that's going to happen to you. So it's kind of the outlook that I have, and I try and push that through my organization.
0: Speaking here with Gary Stokin of Peach Bowl Inc., uh, president and CEO, overseeing uh, the Chick fil A kickoff games and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl coming up here with Cincinnati and Georgia. Gary, you said if you focus on the positive, positive things will happen. If you focus on the negative, I guarantee you negative things will happen. Speak on that a little bit more on how what we put our energy in is eventually the energy that we get in return.
1: Well, yeah, I, I always look at it and, you know, all I want is a chance. All I want is an opportunity to play. So, Um, you prepare for that opportunity. And when you get that opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. Um, if you, uh, if you wallow in the negative of things, there's going to be negative things happen to you in life. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be hurdles. God never promised you a perfect life. Um, matter of fact, I think there's challenges in your life. So you can, he can, you can pull yourself closer to him because you need him more. And, uh, I think that's relevant today. Hopefully people through all these challenges have found their faith. Uh, because at the end of the day, that's the rock. That's the only permanent thing that you can depend on, uh, whether in good times or bad times. So my faith has buoyed me to, uh, to give me the strength to uh, move forward in a positive way. And, um, you know, you try and make that contagious with the rest of the people you're around, whether it's your family or your, your co-workers, your teammates, and other people you do business with.
0: You are unapologetic about your faith. You don't hide it. You First thing you said when you came on the show, you've said it all the way through. We live in a world where some people will hide those things and, and not talk about those things or feel comfortable or they try to remain politically correct. Not only do you... Uh, not hide from it and 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 try to you know push it down or whatever. Only use it when it benefits you. But Chick Fil A doesn't do any of those things as well. They're very adamant about being open to how they feel. They close on sun. One of the most successful businesses in America, one of the most successful businesses around the world, closes on Sundays because of God. There's no other reason, and they could make a ton of money. Football Sunday, you know, stadiums that have Chick Fil A's in them and you know, you know, the Atlanta airport's got that Chick-fil-A in gate A that I always go to, but uh, the reality of it all is they are unapologetic about it. You're unapologetic about it. And obviously they are the, the name there with the peach bowl. So what does it mean to you to, to have a company like Chick-fil-A connected? And what does it mean to you to, you know, not be someone who shies away from their faith and and hides from it in fear that maybe someone would be offended by the fact that you have God in your life?
1: Well, Truett Cathy was uh, no longer with us, was my favorite uh, business person in the world. Um, he, uh, he he professed his faith and used his faith to help his business. Um, and we're just so blessed to have Chick-fil-A as a corporate partner, title uh, partner. I, I call him title partner because they're not a sponsor. We're, we truly, uh, work together hand in hand. Uh, we grew them, they grew us and it's been, uh, a, a wonderful partnership. They're uh, second, uh, in the bowl business in length of continuity of, of title sponsorship, uh, which is a lot to say in this day and time where you see so many title sponsors of things go in and out of, of, uh, sponsoring whatever it may be in sports. Um, but they're great people. They uh, now, Dean Kathy, has taken on the mantle from Truett as dad uh, in leadership, and we're just so blessed to have them as a, as a uh, not only great food but great people to work with. And um, they get it; they understand it. We work uh, hand in hand in a partnership, and that's what it takes to get it done.
0: Just what you can say about you know for you. Uh, as as you move forward with this and you move forward with you know this business model and the and what you have with them uh, what is it that you know really resonates to you about how to run a good business in the world we live in today and and how to you know not uh, you know they talk all the time about you know you separate you, you know your morals and values and then you run a business and you got to do them different ways i mean i have had my business for over eight years now and you hear people give you advice on what you're supposed to do and not supposed to do. And I don't follow the rules. I run my business faith first. I mean, that's, that's all I know how to do because it's who I am at my core. So to speak to that a little bit more.
1: Well, you're exactly right. What you just said is, is apt for any successful businessman is your ethics, morals, and values have to come out in your leadership. Um, and if they don't then you're being phony and if you're being phony uh you're not true to yourself you're not going to be true to your teammates and uh your leadership is going to fail so um that's the only way i know how to be is just who i am uh i'm not uh i don't understand i don't i guess i understand it but i i don't really get the whole politically correct stuff um I think you have to be true to yourself and uh, if you are uh, then you're not a liar you're not a phony you're not a uh, given mixed signals uh, you're providing a basis of what people can understand when they deal with you and um, uh, like I always say you, you got to be the same person in good and bad times uh, you can't be a phony and uh, phony it up when things are good and phony it up when things are bad you got to be true to who you are through thick or thin through good or bad and i think in the end that that wins and at least at the end um I, my favorite quote and i love quotes is teddy roosevelt's the man in the arena yeah you know the man that is uh, scarred and dirtied and dusted up and and beat up um and win or win or lose, at least he's competed, and uh, I think that's the thing you got to do: be true to yourself, compete, and if you win, great. You try. If you lose, you can put your head on the pillow at night and know that you're being uh, uh, you're being honest.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think that that's the biggest thing is is knowing who knowing who you are and, and and sharing that with people and not being afraid of it. You know, I don't have to. I tell people all the time, I don't have to remember what I say, because I tell you how I feel and I go faith forward and I go with positivity and with trying to help other people. I also don't lie because I can't, (laughs) you know, I, I have, I have a Jiminy cricket on, on my shoulder all the time. And, and, you know, and I appreciate that, but that's, I mean, that's just how it is, is that I believe that telling the truth and being faith forward is, is incredibly important in today's world and in any world that we live in Gary. And, and for me, you know, to to see what you've been able to do in the conversations that we've had. I mean, our conversations as friends. Because I'm not going to say that you're just a colleague. Uh, our conversation as friends started with that. They started with faith. They started with you and me sitting in a room at uh, an ACC uh, kickoff week and uh, just just sitting there and talking and having a big conversation about about faith, about life, about. You know, going after certain things and what matters and whatnot. And Gary, I'll never, I'll never forget those conversations because here I am thinking, okay, I don't want to take the time of this, uh, you know, bowl representative too much. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to take uh, too much of his time here, and I kind of just want to pick his brain and do a little sit down interview. And then it turned into this conversation where we were pretty much the only people sitting in the room, just sitting on two chairs uh, where I think it was where we we had had dinner there and just kind of sitting and talking about life. And it went such a, a big way with me, and Gary, it'll keep you a part of my life forever, that first conversation we had.
1: Well, I, I appreciate that, and I always enjoy sitting with you and talking with you because you, you, uh, you have a way of interviewing and, and it being a conversation rather than questions just being fired at you. And I think that's the best kind of interview. I've done a lot of them. And I've always found that the best uh, interviews are conversations rather than questions and answers. So uh, thank you for that. Thank you for your friendship and thank you for the opportunity to enjoy your, your uh, platform today with all your listeners and, and, and more importantly, just you. Uh, Because uh, when I, when I talk with you, it's a conversation one-on-one and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be about anybody else. And, So I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk about faith and about leadership and, uh, you know, how we've been able to all get through this challenging year. And ironically enough, we play uh, January 1st, 2021. We're the first bowl game starting at noon uh, of the new year. And so hopefully that uh, brings a bright light to everybody's home.
0: You know, and and I'm ecstatic and I'm excited for this. Let's get into the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl game. Speaking here with Gary Stokin of Peach Bowl Inc., which is overseeing uh, this, this Peach Bowl and so much more, the Chick-fil-A kickoff games, as well as everything you've done in the community, uh, aiding and getting the College Football Hall of Fame to Atlanta, Georgia, and so much more. Gary, bring me into this. Uh, you know, obviously the College Football Playoff Committee makes the decision on what teams come in, but when you got the information that in your New Year's Six Bowl, that there was going to be Cincinnati and Georgia what was your reaction
1: Well it's like christmas day you know you, you sit there with bated breath on sunday at 2:30 uh, waiting for logos to come up because we have no idea we don't select the teams we don't politic for the teams the cfp selection committee places teams in our bowl games now and um, so to see number 8 against number 9 two top 10 teams uh, you know, geographically, to have teams that can drive in here, especially with their fans, since we'll have a 25 percent capacity, which is approximately about 18,000 tickets available for our game. Um, and to have, uh, you know, two great quarterbacks, JT Daniels has turned Georgia around. They're they're a whole different team with JT Daniels at quarterback and Desmond Ritters, the American Athletic Conference Player of the Year. Uh, and what a great uh, difference he makes with uh, an undefeated Cincinnati team. So uh, two top 20 defenses, uh, well-rounded teams, very good coaches, excellent coaches and uh, so we're we're really excited. I mean it's going to be a great way to start the new year to have two top 10 teams battling in, in Mercedes Benz Stadium.
0: And, you know and and to see what this is I mean like you said, you wait with, you wait with bated breath you don't know. Who's going to get the designation? What do you do immediately after? I mean, because obviously you want to promote the bowl, you want to you want to you know sell the tickets that you can. I mean, I know that this is a unique year, but you want to do everything you can once that information comes out. So when you get it, what what's the first step you take once you know who the teams are? What is that first step?
1: Well, I can kiss my wife. We <laughs> celebrate, uh, you know, success. And then you reach out to your, uh, uh, your team and you reach out to the, uh, the two coaches and the two ADs of the universities and um, welcome them, uh, congratulate them, and uh, tell them you're looking forward to hosting them. So that's kind of the, the thing that I do. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a feeling of um, relief in some ways. That uh, you now know who you have. Uh, it's a feeling of uh, uh, celebration because you know you've got two great teams coming in here, and uh, and then you get to work. It's uh, the 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 Monday, or really the Sunday, uh, the Monday and the Tuesday. Uh, today being the Tuesday, those are really three blur days because you've got media. You've got teams to talk to. You got coaches, ads, uh, your own team. Um, yeah, it's 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 a blur, but it's fun. That's why we do this. It's the excitement.
0: So the first thing you do is is give your wife a kiss. You're right there with her, having fun with her. What does she think of all of this? And let's shout her out to everybody that doesn't know her name and whatnot. Let's shout out the wife. And you know what? What does she think of this world that you live in?
1: Well, I'm very blessed. Uh, Tia, uh, my wife, uh, we've been uh, together for 42 years, uh, and seven years before that, um, we were high school sweethearts, and um, I went away to North Carolina State while she stayed in Pittsburgh, and we uh, continued our our dating relationship, and, um, and we got married as soon as I got out of college and started coaching at North Carolina state. And so she had to move from a big Italian family, uh, in Pittsburgh. We're both from Pittsburgh. Um, and her last name is Del Greco. So it was big Italian family. There were seven other brothers and sisters. She was the first one to leave the house and drive with me to North Carolina. So we've, uh, because we didn't have any family around us when we were first married and, um, we we just had to figure everything out on our own so we've been through thick and thin and uh, good and bad challenging and good times and um i was blessed in that her dad was a professional baseball player for the pirates and the yankees and uh chicago and philadelphia he got traded around a little bit so um she kind of knew what the sports life was all about and then when i got into coaching um she got more of it and um So this is a little bit better because I'm home more than I am when I was uh, in coaching and when I was with Adidas when I first started in business. So uh, Batia's got a great faith. Um, She's been my best friend for 42 years. and Anytime you can marry your best friend, you're very blessed. And and that's the kind of relationship we have. We have two great daughters that have blessed us with uh, four grandsons now. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's been a great life or as, as I like to say in my favorite movie, it's a wonderful life.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm so happy and congratulations on you finding that love and, and having, uh, children and, and grandchildren and all of that. Uh, you said that, you know, when you guys moved away, you had to just figure it out. You had no family around. You, you had to figure it out together. How do you lean on each other? Because uh, as a man who has seen a lot of different things in, in, in relationships and I've learned a lot, uh, you know, when you bring it to the table and you bring love to the table, it's not always on the other side. And I'm still looking for my best friend and my partner in crime. So, what would be your advice for that?
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's a challenge, certainly more in this day and time, too. Um, but, you know, we, we just uh, communicated really well. Uh, and I think that's the the thing that I would I would suggest to people that you know you're looking to get married is you know you want to marry your your best friend because um, there's all facets of life that come into play when you're married. And you have to be able to communicate, you have to be able to commiserate, you have to be able to uh, be a doctor, a nurse, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a priest. A, You know, and not only for her, but her for you. Yeah. And so if you can have that kind of relationship where you're best friends and you care deeply about each other in good or bad times, then you got a chance. Because other than that, it's very, very difficult to get through life.
0: That coming from Gary Stokin of Peach Bowl Inc., overseeing the Chick fil A. Peach Bowl. For, for you, Gary, uh, as as you get set for this game and get set for this opportunity that is coming up, uh, in the background of everything, you say that you and your wife are from Pittsburgh. The world has gotten ever, ever so strange and more strange and more strange. The Jets won a game. The Steelers, who are the only undefeated team, continue to lose. Are you both Steeler fans at heart? And what are your thoughts coming off of the fact that The Steelers have now lost to the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow and have lost to the Washington team that doesn't even have a name.
1: It's really ironic. Um, One of my uh, classmates from North Carolina State texted me last night and said, oh, one of our own, uh, beating the Steelers, I'm sorry, that's probably putting salt in the wound. But Ryan Finley's an NC State grad, played quarterback there, and yeah. so I'm happy for his success but not against the uh, the Steelers um, but it goes to show it's just like we've been talking about life is if you get an opportunity you know you got to take advantage of the opportunity and Ryan Finley took advantage of the opportunity um, the Steelers in my estimation and and we are big Steeler fans and big Pirate fans and big penguin fans um, the Steelers people have figured them out you know the the you can't exist being one-dimensional. And Ben Roethlisberger, I think, is a little hard-headed in that he thinks he can just stand back there in the shotgun and never get under center and just throw short passes. Well, these guys in the pros figure you out pretty quick, and they figured it out that they they're going to squat on you and just uh, you know play up on the wide receivers and the slot backs. And if you're not going to run the ball, linebackers are going to cheat up. And you're in trouble. Um, so, Steelers have to get it figured out. And not having Connor hurts. But um, you know, when you don't have the mentality to run the ball in pro sports or college football, you're in trouble. And the Steelers don't know how to run the ball, and um, that's going to be their downfall, especially in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, you know, it's definitely uh, hit them, and it's it's been there, uh, loud and clear. There's a lot of strange things going on. My Jaguars are hurting turkeys right now, but that's just how it is at the moment, and hopefully it'll get better. Uh, Gary, for you, you see the the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl game having Cincinnati and Georgia, as we spoke about. Uh, We look at all of the rankings and the things that come out and how they've happened. Do you sit and watch the college football playoff uh, selection show, first and foremost, and uh, upon receiving the information, what did you think? about what the committee did this year. Uh, Just as an overall fan, putting in Ohio State, leaving out Cincinnati, who you'll have, uh, leaving out Texas A&M, putting in Notre Dame. There's a lot of discussion coming up here on today's show, so I'd love to get your thoughts on, do you watch the selection show, and what did you think about this year's decision?
1: Yeah, I always enjoyed, since 1998, when I took this job of myself and Lehman Bennett, the old Falcons and Bucks coach, uh, who's my chairman for team selection? We would always uh, we would select our teams up until 2014 when we joined the CFP. So I really enjoy figuring out what teams are going to go where and who should be ranked where, whatever. And I have gone through the uh, the process in Gaylord, Texas. I sat in the room and with the computers there that the CFP uh, mock selection we had. So going through the process, I understand what those people are doing. And first off, the process is perfect. They, they do a great job of really how they rank the teams. They take, everybody's uh, comes in with a list of their top 25, and they ask them to put their top three in. So everybody inputs their top three teams, and then the computer spits out what was the consensus. Then they ask for your next three teams, four, five, and six. And you do that all the way through to get through number 25. And then the computer spits out what the top 25 consensus was. And then there's discussion as to whether you think that uh, Texas A&M should be fourth or Ohio State fourth, um, or Ohio State should be third, or Texas A&M or Notre Dame should be in, whatever. And – if there's someone in the room, after you've made your diatribe, uh, says that you, they agree with you, then they have to go back and reselect. Um, so you have to make a case, and then someone has to agree with you before they will go through that process again. Um, so it really challenges everybody to speak their piece, and uh, everybody is assigned a conference conference. So they, they know they're the expert on that conference, what's happening with that conference. I do believe that um, you know, it was a challenge this year more than any other because a couple of reasons. Number one is they didn't have the same amount of data points uh, for all the teams, like Ohio State and the Big Ten versus the Pac-12 versus the SEC, ACC, and Big 12, and the, and the American Athletic and the group of five teams. Secondly, is they didn't have the data points of events like our Chick fil A kickoff game, which are huge interconference, intersectional games of ranked teams um, that cause you to say, okay, Alabama and Florida State in 2017, when they were ranked number one and number three, Alabama wins that game, goes on, doesn't win their conference, but gets in as number four because they had the data point of beating Florida State earlier in the year. And they didn't have that to go on this year as well. So it was very challenging, I'm sure. Um so the eye test became important and the perspective was that Ohio State, even though they only played six games, is one of the best team best four teams in the country. And uh that Notre Dame with their win against number one Clemson, albeit without Trevor Lawrence, carried the day over Texas A and M's um Win over Florida, and uh, I think that's how they ultimately got down to it.
0: For for you, Gary, and thank you for that because that gave and you know a, a fly on the wall look at what actually happens in this thing. You know, you you said you like the system, you like you like what's going on there. <clears throat> is is it difficult? I mean, you have an American Athletic team coming in in Cincinnati. You know, we've seen UCF go undefeated we we twice. We back-to-back years with a different coaching staff from one year to the other, from Scott Frost to Josh Heupel, which is unheard of. Uh, we've seen them, you know, go and defeat the the Auburns of the world, and you know, this year with Cincinnati, we've seen what Cincinnati's been able to do. Uh, the committee chair Gary Barta uh, from the uh, director of athletics at, at Iowa had made the statement that Ohio, Ohio State got in because they won their conference championship, they won undefeated, and they beat two ranked teams. Cincinnati did all those things, but they also beat more than two ranked teams. So you have Cincinnati coming into town. The American Athletic has tried to state a case for UCF. They've tried to state a case for Cincinnati. What are your thoughts on Cincinnati, UCF, and the American Athletic Conference, and if they have an avenue or a road to the college football playoff, or if you think that they don't?
1: Well, first off, when you talk about the American Athletic Conference, you talk about its leadership. and Mike Oresco does a fantastic job. Um, he has uh, taken the the P5 um, uh, to task over having the P6, which is the American Athletic Conference. And I think he's made a, a viable case, certainly, because not only has he talked the talk, but they've walked the walk in their performance. Uh We've had UCF, we've had Houston, and now we'll have Cincinnati. And uh, I will tell you, most people say, well, Houston beat Florida State back in 2015 because um, Florida State really didn't want to be there. Well, that's untrue. Uh, I went to every practice that Florida State had that week, and they were ready to play. And Houston just came out and beat them. Secondly, um, we had UCF against Auburn. Yeah. And same thing, Auburn was ready to play. It's just they were beat up, and uh, UCF was fresh, and UCF came out and beat them. So, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen on January 1st, but I know we're going to get Cincinnati's best shot, and uh, I, I know we'll get Georgia's best shot, knowing Kirby's smart and knowing the Georgia team and what they're all about. So um, I think people have to realize that there are good teams – out there other than the P fives. And, um, I think in the end, personal opinion that, um, you know, we need to, we need to look at, um, if, if the power five, um, is not going to have a chance to get in the playoff. Um, uh, it, it's the challenge they have is particularly this year. They're not going to get into play if they they're getting into playoff because they were undefeated. People look at their schedule and say, okay, they didn't have the opportunity to play. In Cincinnati's case, you know, a Power Five uh, program um, because the Power Fives, you know, kept the thing like the SEC only played conference only. So um, this was a tough year for the Power, uh, the Group of Five, because they didn't have that extra data point that we talked about where if they played one or two power five teams and beat them, then possibly the committee looks at it and says, well, yeah, they deserve to be in. Um, But this year they didn't have that opportunity because of the COVID-19 and the way conferences uh, had to schedule at the end of the day. So it's a tough call for Cincinnati, um, but you can only beat who they put on your schedule and who you put, put on the field. And they did that successfully. And now they'll have the opportunity to dance on the, the biggest stage on January 1st in a college football New Year's Six Bowl game uh, against, you know, a number nine top ten SEC team.
0: Yeah, you know, and we, we look at this, like you said, Gary, you know, <clears throat> Houston outright beat Florida State, UCF outright beat Auburn, but whenever these American athletic teams win, the monic- the, the statement is always, oh, the other team was tired and they didn't want to play. Oh, they you know they 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 just didn't care. The game didn't matter. If Cincinnati comes in and beats Georgia, and that's said again, I mean, at what point do people just start saying, "Hey, you know what? The Americans beaten SEC teams. The Americans beaten Big Twelve. They beat in Pac Twelve. You know, they they play the the Power Fives in a normal year. They play all the Power Five. They'll play Big Ten games. They'll play ACC games. They've beaten ACC teams." So at, at what point do, you know, does that go away and we stop listening to Talking Heads saying that the Americans only beating teams that don't want to be there or they stub their toe or they ate the wrong thing for breakfast. At what point do we just say the Americans good and they're viable and there is a power six?
1: Well, I think you go back to what we talked about earlier. All you want is a chance to play. And so all you can do is continue to do is, UCF has done and Cincinnati's done is beat the teams that are on your schedule and you know beat an Auburn in, in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl beat a Georgia in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and I think there's probably going to be at some point some future expansion and those teams like the UCS and Cincinnati that have proved in football that they can uh, play against uh, the power five teams they'll get the opportunity to move up, I would believe. Because uh, surprising to me, when I was in school and coached and played, basketball in the ACC was the predominant sport. And now it's switched to where college football provides approximately 80% of the revenues um, in college athletics now. And so if you are a UCF and you are a Cincinnati to have good football programs is going to help you with the potential of expansion, being able to be in, a, uh, in an ACC, an SEC, a Big 12, a Pac-12, or a Big 10 when they expand. So um, you can control what you can control, and that's what you try and do.
0: Yeah. And for you, before I let you go, speaking to Gary Stoken, and Peach Ball, Inc. President and CEO overseeing seeing the uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Ball what can you tell me about the festivities for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? Because we're in such a unique year with COVID-19, what can you do? What are you not doing? What is the story on attendance? How are things going to be worked out? Is our, you know is it going to be a spaced out you know press box? Bring me into what it's going to look like on January 1st in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl.
1: Yeah, it's a little frustrating and disappointing that you know even though we are going to have a game, we feel positive about that. Uh, For us not to be able to do all the other events, which we enjoy doing, um, as we've had to cancel our Fan Fest, our Night at the Aquarium, uh, all of our Bull Week events at Ebenezer Baptist Church, Um, we used to have C.T. Vivian and Congressman Lewis and Andy Young speak to the kids in Ebenezer Baptist Church about, you know, um, basically black-white relationships, etc., what a, what a unique year this would have been, an opportunity with the social injustice issue that we've been dealing with. Yeah. And unfortunately, we lose Congressman Lewis and C.T. Vivian this year. Um, so uh, we're not able to do that. Um, so it's going to be a very uh, low-key bowl week in that the teams will come in, they'll have a dinner, um, they'll practice the next day, and then they'll play the game. Um, so... We're not able to – the CFP Management Committee has decided not to have uh, bands and cheerleaders attend the games. We won't have our Fan Fest prior to the game. We won't have our VIP hospitality. And we won't have a bull week experience for the players. So we are able to give them our gifts. Um, So that's good. We are able to have our hospitality room set up for them. Um, But it's going to be a uh, – the key word is safety. We want to have this as the safest game we can for the players, their staffs, uh, the media, the fans. And um, so we'll have uh, only 15 photographers on the field. Uh, Nobody will be on the field unless they're tested. Uh, Social distancing and masks being worn. Uh, The seating will be in pods of two and four. The press room will be social distance with six feet apart. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be safety being the predominant word in this year's game um but we're going to have a game and so that's the most important thing
0: and w- what can we expect on as far as uh, tickets and fans yes
1: yeah, so we'll have approximately 18,000 seats the okay. two teams get 25 percent of their typical allotment which is 3,250 tickets each and then between sponsors and our local buyers um ESPN and CFP tickets and conference tickets, uh, we think we'll be close to hitting the, uh, the 18,000 ticket mark. So um, the good thing is we'll, we'll have some fans in there, but it'll be certainly uh mass born seating, social distance and uh, really a clean field. Um, so it's going to be a little different, but, uh, I know those whatever's in there, 16, 17, 18,000 fans, will be loud.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and just to have any fans in there is going to be a positive thing. Just to have the game being played is a positive thing. And I know that, you know, when you lean on faith, you see the glass half full, as Gary and I do. Uh, Gary, in in closing Chick-fil-A kickoff games, is there a hope for being able to do these in the new year? I mean, what can you tell me as you step into 2021 what it's going to look like. I know things are liquid, you know, and it's kind of anything can change at any given time. There's not a lot of solid that's happening in 2020. But uh, what can you say about the future and the hopes of having some normalcy and getting back to the Chick-fil-A kickoff game starting the season and the Peach Bowl being at the end of the season and the other things you do, golf tournament, uh, fundraisers and things that you have and, you know, obviously festivities. What's the hope moving forward? Well,
1: certainly, congratulations to the President Trump and the Trump administration, all the medical people who have worked so hard on getting a vaccine. Now that the vaccine is starting to be distributed and probably by springtime to the rest of the the country, we're looking forward to having a full capacity back for our uh, kickoff games. Kickoff games this year, we'll have Alabama versus Miami uh, to start the season on Saturday in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And then on Labor Day Monday, we'll have uh, uh, Louisville versus Ole Miss. So two games this year. Um, so we're looking for full capacity, getting back to normal, hopefully, and uh, kicking off the college football season in the Capital College Football, Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Yeah, coming from Gary Stoke in Peach Bowl. And Gary, as always, I appreciate you so much. Uh, so, so much valuable information you gave to us this morning, and Uh, You know, things that uh, the fans can really hold on to and and just people in general uh, because you gave us an inside look at what's going on with the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the kickoff games uh, in Atlanta, Georgia in general, the things you can do, the things that uh, you have to hold off on this year and and obviously a look inside of the college football playoff and the decision making and more than anything else, uh, how we started the conversation On faith positivity family marrying your best friend and finding the good so I want to uh, once again thank you and uh, send all my well wishes and my prayers down to you your daughters your wife your grandchildren and and uh, to everybody down there at the Peach Bowl Inc and in general thank you for finding a way to not have to let anybody go thank you for not furloughing people thank you for keeping a strong faith staying positive positive. Not letting money be the thing that guides you, but God be the thing that guides you. And, you know, thank you for being a friend. I I really can't say enough about how you truly are a beacon of hope and uh, somebody to look to in this world when it comes to running a business with positivity, morality, faith, justice, and equality. And I thank you for that.
1: Well, Dan, thank you for your friendship and uh, enjoyed the conversation. And I wish you and all your listeners a very holy, a very blessed, and a very healthy uh, Christmas season. And look forward to seeing you in person at uh, either uh, one of the conference meetings or uh, one of the bowl games here
0: soon. I hope to see you soon, Gary. So Merry Christmas and take care of yourself. And God bless. And thank you so much. Thanks. God bless, Dan. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. See you. That coming from Gary Stokin one more time on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. What a tremendous... Tremendous human being. I'm very honored and I'm very privileged to have Gary in my life. So with that being said, and I really don't have words, honestly, I don't. I don't. When it comes to the best of the best out there, it's, it's hard to find the words sometimes, and in a very good way, it's hard to find the words.